Hello fans and friends, brothers and sisters, fellow believers in Christ Jesus, welcome to Bible Busters Corner, your podcast opposing lukewarm and superficial Christianity. Today is the 13th of March 2020, I'm your host Matthias and I welcome you to episode number four. First of all, I again have to apologize. This is meant to be a weekly podcast. I'm doing this, or I started with this more than one year ago or roughly one year ago. And this is the fourth episode. So I really do apologize for that. It's not professional, but I feel urged. I have to do this podcast and I promise, I really promise that it's going to be a weekly podcast and that you have and can expect one episode every Friday. The coronavirus has reached every continent and more or less everyone on this planet uh, feels the impact of it. So I don't have to talk about that and I don't give you any numbers because every day it's changing and uh, getting bigger and bigger. So more or less sooner or later every one of us is going to be confronted by that pandemic. Therefore, I think it is only necessary and hopefully useful for you and perhaps even a lifesaver to talk on God's protection. So um, if you are the type of believer that I'm thinking about, I believe you already listened to some podcasts or heard a couple of sermons on God's protection. Most likely you are familiar with Psalm 91 that talks about God's protection in nearly all aspects, especially when it comes to disease or pestilence, as the psalmist calls it. So Psalm 91 also came into my mind immediately since I memorized it. So nevertheless, I believe God gave me a personal word. It is also a word from the Bible, but more of a rima word. Um, what is a rima word? I don't know if you're familiar with the term rima, word of God. It comes from the Greek and it is the type of word and that is called the, the living word. It is the word applied to a particular situation. It is the spoken word that comes directly from God's mouth. Whereas the logos that's the other type of God's word, is the written word that is established, his established word. It is permanent. It is the permanent word that is present everywhere. So um, Jesus is called the Logos in John's Gospel. Yeah, where it says, in the beginning was the word, the Logos, and the word was with God. The Logos was God. Um, in Ephesians, where Paul speaks about the full armor of God, we hear about the sword of the Spirit. That is this 
Rima word is living spoken word of God that he gives you for a particular situation. It can be a written word from God in the Bible. And it also can be a prophetic word that he speaks to you. We all know words from God and how you can take them from the Bible and apply them. You have your favorite Bible verses that you quote every day or that God has given you some time. But mainly when we are focused, when we are uh, faced with a situation like coronavirus, a pandemic, whatever, we, we, we use or we can choose these words um, based on our own understanding. That's not entirely wrong. But since everything in God's kingdom is relationship-based, what we truly need is a word from God that he directly speaks to us. Whether it is a psalm, another scripture verse, or prophetic word, it is important that he directly speaks it to you and makes it alive to you. Even though Psalm 91 applies perfectly for the situation, I believe God gave me another psalm, which you will most certainly know. It is Psalm 1 to 1. And in this episode, we're going through it verse by verse. And hopefully by the end of the podcast, you are edified, strengthened, encouraged, and in the know what to do. I don't know where you are and what country you are in. If you are in the US and Europe, Asia or Africa or somewhere else, the coronavirus grew to a pandemic and it has reached all continents. We are still humans. That means we read in the news about it. It touches us, but it is still something else. It's still another issue when it reaches our house or when it enters into our private sphere. If you say, have you heard of him or her that got it to, you're most likely in the situation of imminent danger. And that's the, the, the moment when, when it really um, gets personal, because it entered your personal life. So when it is within your reach, when you know people who got infected, then this podcast is even more relevant to you with regard to God's protection. Let's go to Psalm 1 to 1. I don't say that this is the rhema word for everyone. I'm just giving an example and I want to encourage you to get your own word personally from God for the situation that you're in. I believe it's for me, but it might be a rhema word from God for you too, while you're listening. But check for yourself and be encouraged to seek God for this very word, since it is a personal relationship that you have with him. So you or he has to give you a word. Only then it will create faith in your heart for his supernatural protection. I'm not fatalistic and not this Kesara kind of Christian, whatever will be, will be, you know. We can change things. Intercession and prayer changes things. However, there are some situations that we cannot influence and that we cannot change for some reason. I believe God provides us with a way out. Sometimes he shows us ways how to change a situation that it won't happen. But there are some things that have to happen, especially with regard to the last days. There are certain events that we cannot pray about, 
that we cannot change. There are trials, tribulations and hardships that every Christian who truly follows Jesus has to go through. But the point is this, God helps you to go through it. He grants you his protection whilst going through. I don't say that he shows you a way to avoid it, he shows you the way through it, like Noah in the ark in the midst of the waters, like Israel in Egypt in the midst of God's judgment, like Elijah during the drought. Did he took them out or did he provide a way through it? Do understand this, he provided a way through, but he gave particular instructions that you can only receive through his rima, his spoken word. Instead of praying for God to remove the plague, it is wiser to ask him how to go through it. And what are his instructions? So having said all that, let's move to Psalm 1 to 1, where it says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, whence cometh my help from, or from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, he that keepeth thee shall not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Let's look at the first verses. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. That talks about God's greatness. I believe that God gave me this psalm in particular and not another one because it shows his greatness wherein everything else is included. He doesn't go into details. It is all evil, everything. Psalm 91 talks about particular things that he is protecting you from. But here it is talking about God's greatness. We are supposed to look up. We don't look down. We don't look to the earth. We don't look to China, other countries, to our immediate environment. We look to the hills. The hills belong to this earth, of course. It is the holy mountain that's actually um, referring it to in Jerusalem, Mount Zion. What it means is to look to him for help, not people. Where does our help come from? Does it come from doctors, through earthly means, or is it through heavenly help, a divine intervention? God is huge. He is God who created heaven and earth. He is the Lord, the one that created heaven and earth, and he will not let your foot suffer to be moved. Meaning he won't allow that you are moved. So obviously this pandemic doesn't go away overnight but he will not allow you to fall, to fall down because of it. Then he says, He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The correct translation would be as a noun. It is the keeper of Israel that will not slumber nor sleep. It is very interesting. I lived in Israel for roughly one and a half years. This trip was entirely prophetic from beginning to end, from the date I arrived and the date I left. It was all planned out. I've never experienced something like that before. Um, you have to know that the word that is used in Hebrew is uh, keeper, for keeper is shomer, and it is used today the guard, the security personnel that you see so often in front of hospitals, restaurants, cafes, bars and all sorts of other buildings is called the Shomer. 
and a shomer is the one who keeps and watches over whatever is inside of the building. So does God. He is the Shomer Israel. He is the keeper of Israel, his people, and also your personal Shomer, your keeper who watches over you, his treasure. The idea behind the word is to keep something that is already there. So you are his treasure and he watches over you. When I came to Israel to work in a hospital in Jerusalem, I arrived in the middle of the night and I stood in front of the hospital that um, was locked. I saw the Shomer by the door and guess what he was doing? Yes, he was sleeping. <laughs> the point is this, God is not sleeping. He is a Shomer and unlike all the other human gods, he is not slumbering. He is not sleeping. He is watching over you always. 24 hours. He is no man that he has to sleep. So he can watch over you always. He's always awake. You know, our help comes not by relying on people. God sends you people to help you. That's also God's provision and God's protection. But in this psalm, the focus is entirely on God and God alone. He defends you through an army, perhaps. He does all that using other people through doctors, for example. That's fine. But that is part of God's ways of providing help and protection. But again, this psalm focuses on God's help and on his help alone. This is something that we have to get and I believe that is the reason why he gave me this word and the reason why he makes it so crystal clear. What happens if you are facing a situation where only God can help? What if there's nobody or nothing else that'll do it? Then it really needs God alone. So keep that in mind. The Lord is thy keeper. First he speaks about you, that you will not slumber, that he watches over Israel as a people, and goes again to the individual, to you personally. The Lord is thy keeper. Then it gets even more personal, even more close to you. The Lord is the shade upon thy right hand. What does that mean? He is the shade upon thy right hand. He is how is that even possible? The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. How can it be that God is a shade? He is closely hovering over you. Can you imagine that? He is so incredible big. He created heaven and earth, but now he, as your keeper, is hovering over you. He's basically covering you with his presence, if you will. The Lord is the shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Day and night he is present. Then he makes it again clear and basically wraps it up, going back to the beginning and goes on to say, the Lord will preserve thee from all evil. That's the King James Version. It is not you as a people, meaning plural. It is thee, meaning you, singular. He will keep you personally from all evil. He will preserve your own soul, meaning he shall preserve you as a person. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. 
that is a Hebrew phrase that is often used to describe going to war. Since it is possibly a Psalm of David, I think it talks about that. When going to war, it requires God's protection even more. Of course, you can take it literally because you have to go out. This is particularly important because people say, stay at home, avoid the crowds, don't go to any parties or events. But still, I mean, you have to go shopping. Even if you buy in bulk, you still have to go out. No matter how, you are always in touch with other people. Even if you are living in a country like me or in the country, pardon, in the country like me, you have to go out for obvious reasons. Even if you live like a monk in a monastery, you're meeting other people. You cannot avoid it. We don't live like hermits on an island. Therefore, he has to protect us. That's the reason why he doesn't say, don't go out, don't come in. No, he's protecting us, you, while you're going out. He preserves our going out and our coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. That's the point, always, till eternity. So it goes back to who God is. He is the first and the last. He is forever. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He is really the only one that we need. I say it again, this Rima word shows me that we are facing a situation that nobody can escape from and that nobody can keep you from unless God keeps you. Of course, you're going to protect yourself and you use things that are common sense. You buy enough that you don't have to go out every day. You take care of yourself. You avoid crowds, events and big parties. You use wisdom. You use common sense. But still, you are most likely facing a situation where you need God's supernatural protection and that entirely without using people. He himself, through his angels, his power, the presence of his spirit, dreams, visions, his Rima word that nobody else can give you. Let's focus on that and not on ourselves. Use wisdom, use common sense, yes, just because God promises that and says trust in it doesn't mean that we cannot that we can be foolish that we don't have to fear anything and don't need anybody i'm just talking about the severity of the situation that it is perhaps getting so intensely dangerous that we need him and him alone so hopefully that blesses you and encourages you to seek God, to trust him and to seek him for a living word from his mouth that will create faith in your heart. And if you have this faith, you're going to be supernaturally protected and kept from the coronavirus and everything that is related to it. May God bless you and keep you and give you his living word for divine protection. In Jesus name. Hello fans and friends, brothers and sisters, fellow believers in Christ Jesus, welcome to Bible Busters Corner, your podcast opposing lukewarm and superficial Christianity. Today is the 13th of March 2020. I'm your host Matthias and I welcome you to episode number four. First of all, I again have to apologize. This is meant to be a weekly podcast. I'm doing this or I started with this more than one year ago or roughly one year ago and this is the fourth episode so I really do apologize for that it's not professional but I feel urged I have to do this podcast and I promise I really promise 
that it's going to be a weekly podcast and that you have and can expect one episode every Friday. The coronavirus has reached every continent and more or less everyone on this planet uh, feels the impact of it. So I don't have to talk about that and I don't give you any numbers because every day it's changing and uh, getting bigger and bigger. So more or less, sooner or later, every one of us is going to be confronted by that pandemic. Therefore, I think it is only necessary and hopefully useful for you and perhaps even a lifesaver to talk on God's protection. So um, if you are the type of believer that I'm thinking about, I believe you already listened to some podcasts or heard a couple of sermons on God's protection. Most likely you are familiar with Psalm 91 that talks about God's protection in nearly all aspects, especially when it comes to disease or pestilence, as the psalmist calls it. So Psalm 91 also came into my mind immediately since I memorized it. So nevertheless, I believe God gave me a personal word. It is also a word from the Bible, but more of a Rima word. Um, what is a Rima word? I don't know if you're familiar with the term Rima, word of God. It comes from the Greek and it is the type of word and that is called the, the living word. It is the word applied to a particular situation. It is the spoken word that comes directly from God's mouth. Whereas the logos that's the other type of God's word, is the written word that is established, his established word. It is permanent. It is the permanent word that is present everywhere. So um, Jesus is called the Logos in John's Gospel. Yeah, where it says, in the beginning was the word, the Logos, and the word was with God. The Logos was God. Um, in Ephesians, where Paul speaks about the full armor of God, we hear about the sword of the Spirit. That is this Rima word, this living spoken word of God that he gives you for a particular situation. It can be a written word from God in the Bible. And it also can be a prophetic word that he speaks to you. We all know words from God and how you can take them from the Bible and apply them. You have your favorite Bible verses that you quote every day or that God has given you some time. But mainly when we are focused, when we are uh, faced with a situation like coronavirus, a pandemic, whatever, we, we, we use or we can choose these words um, based on our own understanding. That's not entirely wrong, but since everything in God's kingdom is relationship-based, what we truly need is a word from God that he directly speaks to us. Whether it is a psalm, another scripture verse, or prophetic word, it is important that he directly speaks it to you and makes it alive to you. 
even though Psalm 91 applies perfectly for the situation, I believe God gave me another psalm, which you will most certainly know. It is Psalm 1 to 1. And in this episode, we're going through it verse by verse. And hopefully by the end of the podcast, you are edified, strengthened, encouraged, and in the know what to do. I don't know where you are and what country you are in. If you are in the US and Europe, Asia or Africa or somewhere else, the coronavirus grew to a pandemic and it has reached all continents. We are still humans. That means we read in the news about it. It touches us, but it is still something else. It's still another issue when it reaches our house or when it enters into our private sphere. If you say, have you heard of him or her that got it to, you're most likely in the situation of imminent danger. And that's the, the, the moment when, when it really um, gets personal, because it entered your personal life. So when it is within your reach, when you know people who got infected, then this podcast is even more relevant to you with regard to God's protection. Let's go to Psalm 1 to 1. I don't say that this is the rhema word for everyone. I'm just giving an example and I want to encourage you to get your own word personally from God for the situation that you're in. I believe it's for me, but it might be a rhema word from God for you too, while you're listening. But check for yourself and be encouraged to seek God for this very word, since it is a personal relationship that you have with him. So you or he has to give you a word. Only then it will create faith in your heart for his supernatural protection. I'm not fatalistic and not this Kesara kind of Christian, whatever will be, will be, you know. We can change things. Intercession and prayer changes things. However, there are some situations that we cannot influence and that we cannot change for some reason. I believe God provides us with a way out. Sometimes he shows us ways how to change a situation that it won't happen. But there are some things that have to happen, especially with regard to the last days. There are certain events that we cannot pray about, that we cannot change. There are trials, tribulations and hardships that every Christian who truly follows Jesus has to go through. But the point is this, God helps you to go through it. He grants you his protection whilst going through. I don't say that he shows you a way to avoid it, he shows you the way through it, like Noah in the ark in the midst of the waters, like Israel in Egypt in the midst of God's judgment, like Elijah during the drought. Did he took them out or did he provide a way through it? Do understand this, he provided a way through, but he gave particular instructions that you can only receive through his rima, his spoken word. Instead of praying for God to remove the plague, it is wiser to ask him how to go through it. What are his instructions? So having said all that, let's move to Psalm 1 to 1, where it says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, whence cometh my help from? Or from whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. 
He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, he that keepeth thee shall not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Let's look at the first verses. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. That talks about God's greatness. I believe that God gave me this psalm in particular and not another one because it shows his greatness wherein everything else is included. He doesn't go into details. It is all evil, everything. Psalm 91 talks about particular things that he is protecting you from. But here it is talking about God's greatness. We are supposed to look up. We don't look down. We don't look to the earth. We don't look to China, other countries, to our immediate environment. We look to the hills. The hills belong to this earth, of course. It is the holy mountain that's actually um, referring it to in Jerusalem, Mount Zion. What it means is to look to him for help, not people. Where does our help come from? Does it come from doctors, through earthly means, or is it through heavenly help, a divine intervention? God is huge. He is God who created heaven and earth. He is the Lord, the one that created heaven and earth, and he will not let your foot suffer to be moved. Meaning, he won't allow that you are moved. So obviously, this pandemic doesn't go away overnight but he will not allow you to fall, to fall down because of it. Then he says, He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The correct translation would be as a noun. It is the keeper of Israel that will not slumber nor sleep. It is very interesting. I lived in Israel for roughly one and a half years. This trip was entirely prophetic from beginning to end, from the date I arrived and the date I left. It was all planned out. I've never experienced something like that before. Um, you have to know that the word that is used in Hebrew is uh, keeper, for keeper is shomer, and it is used today the guard, the security personnel that you see so often in front of hospitals, restaurants, cafes, bars, and all sorts of other buildings, is called the Shomer. And a Shomer is the one who keeps and watches over whatever is inside of the building. So does God. He is the Shomer Israel. He is the keeper of Israel. His people and also your personal Shomer, your keeper who watches over you, his treasure. The idea behind the word is to keep something that is already there. So you are his treasure and he watches over you. When I came to Israel to work in a hospital in Jerusalem, I arrived in the middle of the night and I stood in front of the hospital that um, was locked. I saw the Shomer by the door and guess what he was doing? Yes, he was sleeping. <laughs> the point is this, God is not sleeping. He is a Shomer and unlike all the other human gods, he is not slumbering. He is not sleeping. He is watching over you always, 24 hours. He is no man that he has to sleep. So he can watch over you always. He's always awake. You know, 
Our help comes not by relying on people. God sends you people to help you. That's also God's provision and God's protection. But in this psalm, the focus is entirely on God and God alone. He defends you through an army, perhaps. He does all that using other people through doctors, for example. That's fine. But that is part of God's ways of providing help and protection. But again, this psalm focuses on God's help and on his help alone. This is something that we have to get and I believe that is the reason why he gave me this word and the reason why he makes it so crystal clear. What happens if you are facing a situation where only God can help? What if there's nobody or nothing else that'll do it? Then it really needs God alone. So keep that in mind. The Lord is thy keeper. First he speaks about you, that you will not slumber, that he watches over Israel as a people, and goes again to the individual, to you personally. The Lord is thy keeper. Then it gets even more personal, even more close to you. The Lord is the shade upon thy right hand. What does that mean? He is the shade upon thy right hand. He is... How is that even possible? The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. How can it be that God is a shade? He is closely hovering over you. Can you imagine that? He is so incredible big. He created heaven and earth. But now he, as your keeper, is hovering over you. He's basically covering you with his presence, if you will. The Lord is the shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Day and night he is present. Then he makes it again clear and basically wraps it up, going back to the beginning and goes on to say, the Lord will preserve thee from all evil. That's the King James Version. It is not you as a people, meaning plural. It is thee, meaning you, singular. He will keep you personally from all evil. He will preserve your own soul, meaning he shall preserve you as a person. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. That is a Hebrew phrase that is often used to describe going to war. Since it is possibly a psalm of David, I think it talks about that. When going to war, it requires God's protection even more. Of course, you can take it literally because you have to go out. This is particularly important because people say, stay at home, avoid the crowds, don't go to any parties or events. But still, I mean, you have to go shopping. Even if you buy in bulk, you still have to go out. No matter how, you are always in touch with other people. Even if you are living in a country like me or in the country pardon in the country like me you have to go out for obvious reasons even if you live like a monk in a monastery you're meeting other people you cannot avoid it we don't live like hermits on an island therefore he has to protect us that's the reason why he doesn't say don't go out don't come in no he's protecting us you while you're going out. He preserves our going out and our coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. That's the point. 
always, till eternity. So it goes back to who God is. He is the first and the last. He is forever. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He is really the only one that we need. I say it again, this Rima word shows me that we are facing a situation that nobody can escape from and that nobody can keep you from unless God keeps you. Of course, you're going to protect yourself and you use things that are common sense. You buy enough that you don't have to go out every day. You take care of yourself. You avoid crowds, events and big parties. You use wisdom. You use common sense. But still, you are most likely facing a situation where you need God's supernatural protection and that entirely without using people. He himself, through his angels, his power, the presence of his spirit, dreams, visions, his Rima word that nobody else can give you. Let's focus on that and not on ourselves. Use wisdom, use common sense, yes, just because God promises that and says trust in it doesn't mean that we cannot that we can be foolish that we don't have to fear anything and don't need anybody i'm just talking about the severity of the situation that it is perhaps getting so intensely dangerous that we need him and him alone so hopefully that blesses you and encourages you to seek God, to trust him and to seek him for a living word from his mouth that will create faith in your heart. And if you have this faith, you're going to be supernaturally protected and kept from the coronavirus and everything that is related to it. May God bless you and keep you and give you his living word for divine protection. In Jesus' name.